Hi, it's Michael, the host of Impact Hustlers. And before we dive into today's episode, I'd like to ask you for a favor. If you get any value out of the episode today, please consider sharing it with a friend who would benefit from it. Or leave us a review on your favorite podcasting app. We're an independent podcast and are investing a lot of time and effort in publishing inspiring new episodes every week. We can only do this because of people who support us. And now there is an easy way to do so. You can give us a small tip or a regular donation to make sure we can keep going. Every penny is invested into making the podcast even bigger and better. And you can do so on buymeacoffee.com slash impact hustlers buymeacoffee.com slash impact hustlers thanks very much for your support thanks for listening and let's get into the show impact hustlers the podcast on entrepreneurs and change makers that are creating solutions to the world's biggest problems impact hustlers is brought to you by fast forward 2030 and real changers visit fastforward2030.com to learn how to include the global goals into your business model and realchangers.com to find talent and careers with impact and this is your host michael shafra This is Impact Hustlers, the podcast on the entrepreneurs that solve the world's biggest social and environmental problems. And I'm your host, Michael Schaffrath. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. If you like this episode, make sure to subscribe, leave a review and share the episode, most importantly, with a friend. To keep updated on new episodes, visit impacthustlers.com and sign up for our email alerts. And follow us on Twitter as well at Impact Hustlers. Enjoy today's episode and let's go. In today's episode, I speak to Graham Risby, the CEO and co-founder of Hayakar, a marketplace that allows everybody to share their private cars and used cars of others on an hourly basis. I've actually used the service myself and I'm a big fan of it. I'm a London dweller and don't own my own car. So it's an amazing way for me to get around without having to have a car standing around most of the days and doing nothing for me. Hayakar now has about 80,000 members across the UK, uh, loads of cars in London to rent. And it's great to have you on the show, Graham. Pleasure to be here. So thank you for having me. Thanks very much. So let's go back to the early days of Hayakar. Can you tell us about how you first discovered the problem you're solving and what was the motivation for you to de dedicate like uh, many years of your life to this problem? Yeah, that's uh, a great starting point. So my, suppose when I was growing up, it seems like a long time ago now, my two kind of those hobbies were football and cars. So from the And as young as I can remember, you know, pictures of cars up on the walls and whatnot. So when I eventually turned old enough to buy a car, I managed to do really well spending lots of money on cars. Some of them not so nice, some of them quite nice. And I suppose, well, I then met my partner, so who's now my wife, but we've been together for nearly 20 years. And she also liked her cars. So between us, we did very well wasting lots of money, especially before children on these nice vehicles and commuting to London every day. Our car used to sit in the train station car park. I would get to London 
quite a lot of my colleagues wouldn't actually own a vehicle because they, they didn't need to live near the city. They would be late for work on a Monday morning. And most of the time it was because a traditional car hire company, I won't name any, but they're not open on Sundays. You know, they didn't get the right car. They got kind of hit with different fees. And I was kind of sitting there really just thinking, you know, I've got this car, which some of my friends used to take, you know, they'd be like, oh, can I use your car to take a girl out on a date? So I used to call up my insurance company, get them put on, it cost me money. And basically just sat there and thought, how can I actually turn my car into an asset? You know, I've got lots of people here that need a car. I've got a lovely car. It cost me money. How can I share that? Actually help my friends and family and people in my neighborhood. And by doing so, actually turn my car into an asset. So quite a simple concept. I think one of my bugbears is where you kind of hear people saying, oh, your house is your biggest asset. Your car is your second biggest asset. And it's fundamentally not true. It's your car, sorry, your house will generally go up in value, but your car is always going to go down in value. So this is the first time really that you can actually, people can turn their cars into an asset and yeah, help their neighbors, help people. Amazing. And... That way, you have really two dimensions to your business. You have a social dimension similar to Airbnb in terms of people sharing resources in terms of, yeah, actually adding some money to that they can spend on, you know, on their kids, on their life and actually in another revenue stream for people. But you also have the environmental dimension to yeah. your business. How do you think about that in terms of your role in reducing car ownership? Is that a mission you have? Or how do you think about car ownership and the future of mobility in urban areas? Yeah, there's some actually quite a few questions there and all very exciting ones to get through. <laughs> with, with the main one with car ownership, it's the car isn't the enemy. People need to move around. If I'm if I'm sitting here in our office in London, if I'm um going to go somewhere that's 30 minutes away, I'll walk, I'll get public transport, I will use you know, a bike. You don't need to use a car for that. But lots of us, we do need to use you know, a car for an hour plus journey because those other options just aren't really then particularly viable. So I suppose for us, it's getting a higher car on every street. You know, but every car, so at the moment, so I live out in the countryside in a small village. I work from home on Monday. I look out the window at 2 p.m. and there's at least 50 cars sitting there. And it's insane. There should only be five cars sitting there that are shared between us. So for us, it's all about utilization. Let's reduce the amount of cars on the roads. The actual, so the manufacturing of vehicles causes so much pollution just in itself. So there's less cars on the road, less cars being made, more electric vehicles, and just get sharing more. So that car that sits at idle for 97% of the time, you know, people listening now, if you own a car, just kind of ask yourself, when's the last time, well, how often do you drive your car each day? And I'll be, not many people drive their car for more than one hour of the day. So it sits there 23 mm -hmm. hours of the day. So yeah, so let's, um, you know, let's get it used more. The, the, the miles are still going to be driven, but let's do it in a sharing way, which means there's plenty more space for our kids to play in, There are lots more green areas, lots more parks, actually people talking to one another. When I was younger, I lived in a little um, cul-de-sac and you knew all your neighbors. Now everyone's, say, on their phone or they don't really communicate. People parking outside your space, so you kind of think negatively against them rather than embracing them and actually sharing the car together. So there's yeah, so a lots of, I think we're very 
lucky because we have three or four, I suppose, kind of angles that we help. Like I say, we bring in communities closer together, making people wealthier, so making money or saving money. Uh, the tech side of our business, I think it makes it a really exciting place for people to work. And some of our team members, they don't particularly like cars, but they love the social mm. aspect of what we do. So, um, yeah, lots of um, lots of positive, um, sustainable actions, really, on the, on the back mm. of what we're doing. Are you a car company at heart or, let's say, a car-based company? You don't actually own any cars, no, right? We don't own any cars, correct. Yeah, so they're owned by your community. But will you always be based on cars or are you thinking in terms of other forms of sharing transport? Obviously, there's a lot of players in that field as well. <laughs> Is that something you're thinking about plugging into or something? Yeah, that's a good question. It's something that we've kind of thought about. And I think, you know, Hire really is the brand. For us, really, it's like, okay, how can we... There's lots of things out there that sit idle. So is there people with boats, for example? I imagine they sit idle for quite a lot and they're not used. How can we potentially connect more people that need to use a boat? There's lots of things that I think in the future we could do to... And we are completely focused at the moment on cars. There's just so many of them that sit idle. And it's such a big challenge to uh, the biggest car hire community out there by people mm. sharing their vehicles. So um, mm -hmm. yeah, 30 million in the UK. So that's enough to get started. So um, yeah. it might be a bit sitting on the fence here. It's something we've definitely thought about but at the moment. And I think for the next you know, five, six, however many years it will be, let's really solve mobility problem. It's a huge a huge challenge and one that we're excited to take on. Mm -hmm. Amazing. I already hinted at it. There's a lot of players now in the mobility field, urban mobility field. If I go out in London, it, it may quote, look quite differently in other cities in the UK, but you go to London and you see zip cars everywhere. You see drive nows. You see, I don't know, enterprise car clubs. So everybody's trying to move into car sharing. There is a yeah. big competitor you have as well that offers a similar platform called Getaround, who's yeah. been acquiring your former European competitor, yeah. Drivees. Then Elon Musk has actually announced a while ago that everybody's going to be able to share their Tesla just on an app so I can just get my neighbor's Tesla to come and pick me up. How do you think about this yeah. whole space? It seems really yeah. competitive. It's, it seems um, like really hard to break through. How do you think about that space and these different yeah. players? You know, so it is fascinating and we have meetings and we know all of the guys really well. Now my, um, the XMD of Zipcar has been part of our team for three years. Um, we, all we focus on, and this is the difference, um, to give you some context, when we started, there were three other peer-to-peer -peer sharing companies in the UK. They were all much larger than us, one of them being Easy Car, and we sat with Stelios about a year ago. And his first question to me was, how have you made a success out of this where we haven't? Um, which is interesting. But what we've been really great at, and we have people now, but if you go into Trustpilot, for example, you look at our reviews versus anybody else out there, our Trustpilot score is far superior than any other company. And that's because we are extremely good at listening to what's important to our, to our members. So we kind of, we work with our drivers to help them get a car when and where they want it. And our view is if we just keep on doing really great things with that, You know, we kind of, I wouldn't say win, but, you know, we don't really focus too much on those guys. We um, work with our owners as partners to do good things for drivers. 
And I think there are lots of companies out there would say they're member focused. Why would you say any different? To actually say it and, and do it um, is quite a thing. So yeah, so the hire car, I suppose our, you know, our system is just very, we're just all very good at really understanding what's important to drivers. So getting under the bonnet, it's quite an awful pun, but really, really listening to drivers. So what is the core reason they've come to us? Like say they have all these other options, um, but people come to us and it's just when they do, let's understand why and get them the car was, you know, when and where they want it. So, so yeah, fascinating space. So I did tell Drivey this actually, we was with them a couple of months ago. In July and August, we didn't spend any marketing money. We're not going to beat these guys on Google and Facebook. They've raised over half a, half a billion compared to our 10 million. But we say so people do, so people would see other forms of advertising. So get around and drive if, if you go into your Google browser now and, you know, Google something similar, those names and similar, higher car appears. And so in July and August, we actually doubled each month our bookings by 50%. Hmm. At the time, we weren't doing anything. And people were seeing these guys. They were kind of doing our awareness and then reading the reviews, actually trying the other platforms and coming to us saying, oh, it works much better for me as a driver and an owner. And yeah, game on. So I think the really exciting opportunity we have and we do actually meet up is, you know, the awareness of what we all do is any form of car sharing is so low in the UK. So I think we're all very good at actually sitting around and working together to actually kind of, you know, that's the winner is, say, society and um, the environment if people, more people share. So our challenge is between us, really, let's kind of work together on raising awareness and what we do and then let the member decide who they want to use, what works best for them. Mm. How do you see things evolve with urban transport and maybe looking at the policy side of things? I think London yeah. especially has been really focused on transport, has a lot of issues with it as well. It's been introducing low emission zones in central London and it's Definitely not perfect, although we probably have one of the better public transport systems in the world. But how do you th see things evolve and how do you see your company part of that? Yeah, that's a really good question. You know, I think the UK are quite behind on this. You see lots of examples elsewhere in Europe where you know, cities literally just ban cars unless they're a shared car. So for us, it's, it all helps. You know, we, again, you always, there will always be a need for car. But to have um, a shared transport system is much better for everyone. So we've been quite, quite lucky. We talk to the authorities on quite a regular basis, the government. So we had various meetings at number 10. And this is for the sharing economy, actually, as a whole. The government are really behind all the platforms out there because of the benefits. So, um, yeah, I think, I think there's definitely more to come. And we are uh, yeah, definitely for that. So hopefully we can, uh, I think the UK, I think we lead the way in quite a lot of areas, um, but this is definitely uh, an area that we need to catch up and learn from other countries. Mm -hmm. Let's talk a bit about your entrepreneurial journey. Actually, before you started Hire Car, your last job was to be a performance and risk analyst. Yeah. So from my perception, it seems very different from or <laughs> very different from an entrepreneurial yeah. position, right? Um, so how did you make that step and that transition? And what was one of the most challenging parts for you to become a co-founder and CEO of a high growth company? Yeah. So 
I've always been very curious by nature, which I think helps. And I think actually the experience in my, say, previous roles is actually, I kind of see the one my responsibility as CEO is obviously you're always kind of looking at risk and rewards. So even though it's a different, you know, it's not other people, it's not other people's money as such that you're kind of looking after. It's, yeah, you always got that kind of, that responsibility, I suppose, to do good things for members, do good things for team members, um, our investors and partners. So, um, yeah, I think that experience actually really helped. I, um, I tried doing a peer-to-peer house selling platform myself and two others about 10 years ago called Matching oh. Properties. And yeah. this was before any, anything, Airbnb, any crowdfunding. And I think, say, the important thing is if you're solving a need for yourself. So my wife and I, we sold our first house. The estate agent charged us a fortune and they didn't do anything. So we were like, okay. Well, I was just thinking there must be a better way of doing this. And back then I was uh, a lot younger and not as experienced. So I think the learnings from that, learnings from spending a lot of time in the city and just having that constant curiosity and being relentless with your persistence of actually getting things done is, um, I suppose, is key really. And it's just trusting your gut instincts, getting good advice and just believing in yourself. What's your advice to people exploring the mobility sector and wanting to start a company in the space besides don't start a competitor to hire a car? Yeah, that's fine. More than maybe. So one, I definitely say it's just it's such an exciting space. There's, and we're quite fortunate to speak to you know, car manufacturers, all different cycles of the mobility chain. And I think you know, nobody really has the answer. From our view, there's always get you always going to. Like, I think one thing that everyone does agree is that people are going to own less and share more. So that's exciting for a platform that does that. But there's going to be so much change that's say it's going on, and I think more change in the next five, ten years than there has been in the last fifty odd years. So it's a great space. Lots, of, <laughs> lots of uh, bits going on. Like, and I think say we're talking about kind of bike sharing. You know, there's lots of examples where people have tried stuff. And for some reason, it's not work. So I don't know. I think there's lots of opportunity. I think if it's a problem that you're kind of solving for yourself, that is really important. You've got to love what you do. It's just otherwise you just won't go those extra yards to make a real difference. And yeah, I think just be really, you know, just do good things for good things for your customers. And we call them members, but you can just, I think there's a huge opportunity out there. So I would definitely not be afraid to try something that someone else has tried. Because there might be a better way of doing that, or Amazing. Um, or different ways. Yeah, it's fascinating. It truly is. <laughs> Let's think about ten years from now. If Hayakar yep. succeeds with what you want to do, how does the world look like in ten years? Yeah, I like say just Hayakar on every street. That's it. It's so, um, like I say, you've used the product. It's, it's such a simple idea, and then my kind of. Um, you just want everyone to be doing it. It's just a great way to meet people. It's just you know great for getting those cars off the roads. A really important point for us is kind of reducing that you know, the huge financial gap that there is between wealth and poor. You know, these lots of people own a car. It's just a great way to make a lot of money and to actually help people. So I think ten years time, it's more higher cars out there, more people being connected through the platform, and just a healthier and happier world i suppose it's just 
yeah, it's, it's exciting to think where we're going to go next, really, when you come out for the UK. Amazing. Thanks very much for joining me today. And you've been on a great journey. Everybody should check out Hire Car for sure, especially if you live around London. Thanks for taking the time and all the best. No, pleasure. So, so thank you. And so hopefully uh, it's been of use to listeners. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you like this episode, make sure to subscribe, leave a review and share the episode with a friend. To keep updated on new episodes, visit impacthustlers.com and sign up for our email alerts. And also follow us on Twitter at Impact Hustlers. Thanks very much for tuning in and see you next week. This was Impact Hustlers, the podcast on entrepreneurs and change makers that are creating solutions to the world's biggest problems. Impact Hustlers is brought to you by Fast Forward 2030 and Real Changers. Visit fastforward2030.com to learn how to include the global goals into your business model and realchangers.com to find talent and careers with impact. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, share the episode, leave us a review and consider becoming a supporter on buymeacoffee.com slash impacthustlers. This means a lot to me. Thank you very much for tuning in and see you next time. Bye.